1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Well, heck me. This is episode one of season five of the podcast. We finally made it. You are listening to Reframing Chronic Illness, where all of what you know, think and believe about chronic illness gets a long overdue shake-up, and you get to see how it can be a valuable source of super wisdom in your life. I'm Ilana, your host, chronic illness coach and resident questioner. There are two things I want to tell you about before we kick off. Um, Your chronic illness ally, which is my... um, playground, my support playground for you and your life um, and your chronic illness will now be open for enrollment indefinitely, meaning that you are welcome to join at any time. And in August, this is thing number two, I will be running a live round of Breaking Free. Breaking Free is a um, a short mini program that helps you to free yourself from expectations, rules and the common narrative surrounding life and chronic illness. Basically, if you like this podcast, you will love that. It helps you to create your own beliefs and discover a way of being that deeply serves you. Most wonderful of all is that when you sign up to Breaking Free, you get your first month of your chronic illness ally completely for free. How cool is that? the best way you can find out about anything to do with that is by joining my mailing list and the funnest way you can do that is to take my quiz and opt in at the end the link is in the show notes now i'm pretty sure these episodes are going to be coming bi-weekly bi-monthly every other week i never know which is the right term for that so settle in and i will be back in a couple of fridays lots of love Okay, I am sat here on a Friday night after a busy week recording this season intro, this first episode, because I'm starting a thing tomorrow. I'm doing a thing and this thing is what season five of the podcast is going to be about. And if I don't record this episode right now, I don't know if I'll ever do it. And that's because the thing I'm doing tomorrow excites me and scares me in equal measure. I've been procrastinating over this for months. I've been taking notes on my phone at midnight for weeks, months because it's exciting me so much and yet it feels like a huge thing. I'm not going to be telling you exactly what I'm doing until episode two so... You're going to have to wait to find out but what I will tell you is the thing I'm doing is a big dream ambition of mine that I've had for many years it's something that I didn't have the brain space to think about I didn't have the energy the body capacity to do for all the years that my chronic illness has been really active I didn't know how to do it in a way I didn't know how to start it even in a way that was chronic illness informed. I didn't know how to approach it in micro steps so that I could have been working towards it. But I've not let it go. I've kept it with with me and now is the time. So a bit of background. <laughs> At the end of last year, I, as I have kind of got into the habit of doing... I looked back on everything that had happened that year and I have to be honest I felt a little underwhelmed and I felt a little disappointed. Now a conversation with a friend and opening up my end of 2021 journal um, I realised that actually I had planned to do not much, I had planned to take easy, to recover, to recuperate and rebuild and all of that stuff I actually lived 2022 in exactly the way I had intended to. Life had been a lot the previous decade, and it finally felt like there was a bit of breathing space, both, both with my health, with trying, you know, to do all the things you try to do in your 20s and early 30s, and my partner's health, and yeah, you know what? I needed, I needed that time. And yet I still ended that year feeling the way I felt. I built a wool unit. <laughs> um, And at the beginning of 2023, it was, it's like a wool unit that's in my living room and it hides all the stuff, but it also has two book nooks. I... Um, haven't seen my books in about, I don't know, six, seven years. The reason for that is because my partner and I actually lived in a caravan, a small touring caravan for four years whilst we were saving for a deposit for our first property. And most of our stuff from our previous flat ended up in storage. In that time, I also had a really tough time with my health. So the years we spent in there were longer than anticipated but you know and I had a few books I accumulated a few books whilst we were living in the caravan but the books of my old self my old life had been in this box in this storage unit for all that time and then when we did move into our new place we have been slowly renovating and this wool unit hadn't been built so there was nowhere to put my books and it was a funny thing getting these books out yes I think I'd got them out like twice in that time to go through them and see if I needed to keep all them and sell or give away or whatever the ones that I didn't but looking at them and being able to see them and you know it was actually really interesting when I first put them in the book nook I turned them around I had them kind of paid uh, you know not spine facing and part of that I think <laughs> was about because I you know wanted them I didn't I didn't want to see all the colours I wanted to look at this kind of neutral palette of white pages but also what I realised when I did turn them around is is all this colour and ideas and excitement and remembering uh, relationships I'd have with these books if you're a book person I'm sure you're going to know what I'm talking about came to life it it, I felt life breathe back into me a bit and there are two books in particular that I have been staring at since I turned them to face spine outwards and they're both um adventure books let's say they're both books on expeditions and journeys and doing doing active things and I remember when I bought these books and I remember going through them and I can still see the, the little tears of paper that, you know, I kind of had a scrap piece of paper and I use those to bookmark different things I want to do. And I remember early in my 20s when I'd, you know, I thought, these are all the things I'm going to do. These are all the things that I plan to do in the next however many years. And then my chronic illness skyrocketed and that life, that person, that stuff, those dreams all got put on the back burner and they stayed there. And they lived in this, what I call the one day file and I didn't know if I'd ever be able to reach them again. I swear when I recorded the season finale of season four and now I'm recording this both times have been very late on in my cycle (laughs) I feel myself getting emotional as I'm talking about this um but I think you'll know I think you'll know that feeling and I think you will know what it's like to reconnect or to disconnect with Those parts of you that you believe are never going to come back to life again because of living with chronic illness. So here I have been looking at reminders of my old life and my old self for months and it's definitely brought something up within me. now I want to quickly talk about this old life old self thing because it's a line that I or it's a sentiment I suppose that I hear very often in the chronic illness community in the chronic illness space when talking to clients you know that idea of getting back your old self or returning to who you were or getting your life back and it's actually a notion or a feeling that I perhaps try to reframe because when we think like that we don't acknowledge the changes the way chronic illness changes you and I've written a whole blog post on this because chronic illness does change you and it doesn't have to be a bad thing right and so and that change needs to be acknowledged it needs to be accepted it needs to be um A part of who you are and a part of who you love and a part of who you cherish now. And those changes need to inform the way you live your life moving forward, right? But just because I perhaps like to to reframe this old life, old self thing, it doesn't mean we can't bring parts of our old selves and our old lives into our new selves or our now selves and 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 our now lives and our future lives. Because... Those two are parts of us. Those two are really integral, important parts of what make us us. And it would be a shame to let all those go just to wipe the slate clean and to think. I'm a whole new person now or. I'm a this person now because I live with chronic illness and I've got to let all of my old self go. So. I like to hold both of those things. I like to I like to hold both both of those things as true. So now I've told you the story about the wool unit. Matching that together with how I felt at the end or the beginning of twenty twenty three, at the end of twenty twenty two, that kind of underwhelm and that disappointment, even though I knew that 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 was how I had atten- had had intended to live that year. again, both things are true, right? But I also have been thinking about the knowledge that I feel very ready in my life to to do some of these things, these adventures, these um, whatever's that I had planned for earlier on in my life um, that means something to me, that... I want to be able to look back on and and feel proud and, and feel happy and joyful and have loads of great memories about them. I want to do those things. I feel very ready now. And I'm also really, really keen on taking action towards our dreams and our desires, no matter where we are in our chronic illness journey. And this is something I've learned with hindsight and And this is something that I can I can recognize about my life. It's funny because I have done things, right. I have worked towards dreams and desires and 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 done things that I'm proud of in all the time that I've lived with chronic illness, no matter how active it is. But something about these books, something about these old dreams, these old goals, ambitions, whatever, coming back to life now. It feels like something I've got to do, but I want to do, right? But it, it also feels like it's different. It's different than all the things I've I've kind of done on the fly. Um, you know, even looking at getting my dog, Bernie, you know, that was a... That was a big thing that I'd wanted to do. And I just kind of did it. Like, yeah, again, and, and there's a whole blog post on that, but I just kind of... I did that quite subconsciously I went through that whole process quite subconsciously but this one I'm I'm the reason I'm I'm recording a whole series on this thing that I'm about to embark on is because I want to show you I want to walk you through literally the process of approaching something big approaching a big you know or and it doesn't have to be big by the way this can be scaled to whatever size dream or ambition you have and can be scaled to however you're feeling with your however you're experiencing your chronic illness at the moment that's the whole point in in approaching something in a chronic illness informed way but I want to show it in practice I want to show it uh in the moment and I want you to see that that you can go after this life or these things in your life or these feelings or these states of being now no matter where you are in your chronic illness journey and I want to show you how they can be how that, that action can be healing and I'm talking about this and I also recognize you know how I was saying I feel very ready to do this now those feelings are very much coming from quote-unquote now that I'm better and by the way I'm still my chronic illness is still active it's very very silent or very very um quiet should I say but I'm still experiencing very very minor symptoms so you know I'm not this kind of quote-unquote better or healed or whatever um I'm just living in a state of fluctuation with my chronic illness like we all are right um but I am better you know quote unquote than I have been in a very long time and I have been for the past couple of years and it's these you know this old conditioning of oh now I'm better I can go and do these things I can go and live this life I can go and have this old life back or whatever you know and it just shows how deep that runs because I don't believe any of that and yet I'm thinking it but in that I have, you know, as I was saying, I have been doing things and in in that kind of conditioning creeping in. I have been nudged to recognise all of the many things that I have been doing over the past couple of years that are part of that life that I desire, that are part of that picture. And so, you know, I'd love to invite you actually to um, start thinking about all the things that you're doing currently, all the things that you have done that have led you to where you are now or are leading you to a place of living a life that you're really happy with and you're really fulfilled by. And yeah, just not discounting that. Just not discounting those things right. It's also important for me to be doing this now because my word of the year is expand. Um... Hold up.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for health care. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: And, yeah, off the back of that recovery year last year, I really built some foundations that that make me feel confident in taking on that word expand, embodying that word expand. And I would love to look back on 2023 and see some personal achievement or whatever that isn't related to business or surviving chronic illness or overcoming hurdles thrown my way which I feel a lot of my life has been about this is about like intentional dreams and desires this is about like reclaiming the right the right to live the life that you create and curate and not or as well as the one that's handed to you The more I think about it, the more I, you know, you hear about all these things that are designed to help us avoid pain and discomfort or help to minimise pain and discomfort. And I'm not saying let's go in search of pain and discomfort. But at the same time, isn't life about how we respond to these things? Isn't life about how you know, the pain and discomfort as well as the joy and the pleasure. And I think we've become so pain and discomfort averse as a society that perhaps we're missing out on stuff. And it's interesting because, you know, here I am seeking actually what is going to be an uncomfortable an uncomfortable um, experience, also a joyful and a pleasurable one. But, it, you know, I'm feeling deep discomfort with... The resistance that's coming up. I know that the actual thing is going to be a bit painful and uncomfortable. I also know that it's going to be amazing. And something I'll remember for the rest of my life. And like all of these things are so important to hold together. And it feels really interesting for me to be actively. I said I'm not seeking or choosing pain or discomfort. But yeah I am actually like weirdly. And maybe that's something that gets taken away from you when you live with chronic illness because so much of that is about experiencing the pain and discomfort that's handed to you that you run out of the capacity to seek that in life you run out of the capacity to to seek risk and and i i remember reading everest ben fogel wrote about his everest expedition and he talks a lot about risk and I'm pretty sure it is risk anyway. <laughs> don't quote me on it. But he talks a lot about risk and how... Um, risk is what makes life life exciting and enjoyable and brilliant and wonderful. Um, and maybe... Maybe living with chronic illness doesn't give you the choice to seek that. Because you get so much risk. May, risk maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But... You get so much pain and discomfort just handed to you. Um, And maybe risk is coming into it because of this resistance I'm feeling. Because of, you know, I think my brain's questioning like why I'm, I'm doing something. Why I'm stretching this comfort zone. And I like to say stretching and not pushing and forcing. Because to me that pushing and forcing isn't very chronic illness informed. But a stretching and an expanding of my comfort zone is. Um, and as I prepare for this thing, I was on a dog walk yesterday morning and I was saying to myself, oh, i am really not prepared for this in the way I wanted to, you know, it doesn't all look like this perfect picture of what chronic illness informed look like. And I, I stopped myself because actually no, like there is no p- perfect picture of what chronic illness informed looks like. Doing something in a chronic illness informed way is about experimenting and and moving into something and then tweaking and being curious and asking questions and and staying open it's not about having you know the perfect amount of sleep or like um you know I because I've been going to bed quite late recently and I've been thinking oh I should be getting more sleep in preparation for this thing that I'm doing or um, eating proper nutrition for this thing that I'm doing oh shit I'm you know due on my period like on the day that I'm planning to do this that's not very you know sensible but that's also okay I have the room there is room for me to like get this wrong or not even get it wrong but not do it perfectly right there is room for imperfect experimentation within the chronic illness informed method philosophy and so like, I'm holding I'm holding myself compassionately with that and And smiling that I'm making an effort at doing this my own way and I'm making an effort at doing this at all. Now I want to talk a bit about dreams and ambitions and why holding on to these is so important. Doing the things that we dream about and that light us up and that give us that pleasure and that joy and, and that pain and that discomfort is healing in action I believe um it's not about ticking you know dreams and ambitions and goals are very not or they're not you know they're really not about that end goal they're really not about that right I have reached that thing right now and I can tick that off my list As cliche as it is, they are about everything that happens in the build-up to that, right? They're about that whole journey, that whole experience from the get-go. They're about me going on my walk yesterday and initially being annoyed with myself that I haven't been sleeping, getting the sleep I need, and then showing myself compassion for imperfect experimentation and being a human and doing this softly and doing this in a way that suits me and that is, that's the, that's the stuff, right? That's the juice, that's the gold, that's the, that's the stuff that makes life, life. It's not that tick box. And I very much believe that, you know, healing, here's, here's where I'm bringing it back. I very much believe that healing doesn't allow, you know, being he- quote unquote healed um, isn't the ticket we need to be able to, to go after our goals and dreams and ambitions. Our dreams and ambitions and goals are the things that can. They are a thing that can help us move, you know, move through healing. They can help us on our journey of healing. When we do them in a way that is suited to us, when we do them in a chronic illness-informed way, when we do them in a way that is supportive and nourishing and aligned and uniquely true to us right there's so much pressure to follow a set rule you know a set of rules when it comes to doing no doing whatever we want to do you know be it how we start our day or how we prepare our meals or the environment we eat our meals in or how we use our phones or how we spend time outside and inside there are so many rules and we can and those rules you know uh, have come externally and we internalize them and and we create sets of rules for ourselves but if our chronic illnesses have given us anything it is permission to do things in the way that suits us best right it's it's permission to move away from this push push force forced growth and challenges that deplete us and and goals that drain us and we get that you know reward of recovery afterwards right can we do stuff in a way that we're recovering the whole way that we are healing that whole way it's not about a depletion and then a build back up it's about a a consistent curve of upwards curve of strengthening and healing and looking back on 2022 again right that is that's still been part of this journey that that's still been part of what's led me to look at these books and and commit to um doing a thing that I've held in my brain body soul for so many years everything I've done up into that and up until this moment up until I start the thing tomorrow has led me to this place to be able to do that and so in that i'm saying you know don't don't discount anything as as being a waste of time or as being you living a life that doesn't matter because it's not the life that you had in mind or that's you being a shell of your former self that's you know not a part of society or not a part even of your life you know I I used to talk about being 10% of myself when I was really poorly and maybe yeah maybe I still agree with that but also maybe I don't I don't know but yeah (laughs) I want to end this episode I think on saying you know if we if we take anything from our chronic illness is Let it be that they are permission to do life, to do things, to do enjoyment, to do pain, to do pleasure, to do anything in your way, in a way that is only meant for you. Can we use them to teach us to move towards our goals in a compassionate, nourishing, lovely, warm, big cuddle of a way rather than in a way that is motivated by struggle or a struggle being something we're so used to being motivated by by the way um motivated by struggle or motivated by scorning yourself or by self-hatred or you know i'm looking in the mirror every day and every day I look at my body that's now been you know different to how it was for so many years but it's been different now for like let's say you know a year and a half two years and I pick up my I say pick up my tummy I literally you know I hold my tummy and I jiggle it about a bit and I the first thing that comes into my mind is if that was just a little bit smaller or if you know if I lost a little bit of weight oh then I'd be really happy with my body and then I show myself the love that I need and I say no fuck me I love my body and it is perfect the way it is and I hold that tummy with compassion and I hold that tummy with love and I give it a nice stroke and you know it's and however my body morphs in the future it's not going to be because I've hated it it's going to be because I've loved it. And that goes for your life too and my life too and however it morphs in the future it's not going to be because you have hated it or it's not held up to the picture you once had of your life or it's not held up to society standards of what a worthy worthy life looks like it's going to be because you've appreciated any moment that you've been through it's going to be because you've understood and shown compassion for any struggle that you've been through okay (laughs) I think that's I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm really looking forward to... I keep on saying series like it's a television thing. I think I mean season. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to, to taking you on this journey with me and seeing how it pans out in my life and seeing how it pans out in your life. Um I can't wait to speak to you again next time. Um, I'm sending you so much love, as always. Bye.
1: Hold up.
0: Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, Are You More Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And What Would Their Support Squad Unleash in You? is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.